hear that music? That is the Wedding March. Do you realize there is an organization called the Wedding and Event Videographers Association with 4,000 members that do nothing except travel the world shooting weddings? But they follow the same exact rules as everybody else who creates stories that they want audiences to respond to. Find out about all of this on today's Two Real Guys. Hi, I'm Norman Holland. And I'm Larry Jordan. You know, there is an organization, which is the Wedding and Event Videographers Association, which holds a conference every year focused on the process of creating events and wedding videos. Two simultaneous tracks of information over two whole days. There's that much information yeah, and to the, cover. And the presentation titles uh, look awfully familiar to anyone involved in any form of filmmaking. Uh, advanced camera techniques, uh, cinemagraphic innovation, choosing photographic composition, assembly and storytelling, and wedding day storytelling. That sounds like what we do on Two Real Guys. Talk, Talk about, about story. story. Today, we're lucky to have one of the top wedding and event videographers with us. His name is John Goolsby. He has been referred to as the wedding godfather. His company, Godfather Films, has shot more than 300 films a year for the last 27 years in more states than I can count in countries. <laughs> countries that I even know exist. So let's not waste any more time with us, right? Let's ask John to really give us a sense of um, what your company does. Well, we produce wedding films. And if I was going to talk to you like you were one of my grooms, I would say the wedding is the one event that we go all out for since the beginning of recorded time. If you think about it, all the important people on the planet are going to be with you on that one day. The challenge is memories fade. Eventually, most memories disappear. But what I tell my clients is imagine the gift you can give your grandchildren when they can introduce your grandparents to their grandchildren. I've often heard that the wedding is all about the bride, that you focus on the bride, and if the groom shows up and the groom is sober, it's considered a wild success. <laughs> is it really that bride-focused, or what is the driving force behind the films that you create? You know, every time I see a groom stand up front and watch his bride walk down the aisle, you can see this look in his eye where he has suddenly become very aware of how lucky he really is. Every time I hear a bride say her wedding vows, I can hear her fall more in love. The challenge is, sometimes it's hard to get back to that point. So whenever a couple goes to a marriage counselor, they'll tell them when you fall in love, you're always in love. You'll love this person for the rest of your life. It's just sometimes you can't get back to that point on your own. So I make a living doing what I like, but I also think it enhances their life by providing a vehicle that lets them hang on to what they started with. And so it's part therapy then, what you're doing. Well, one of my clients was a licensed therapist, and as I was telling this to her, she's laughing. I go, what's so funny? She goes, no, I'm a therapist. You're, you're right. Mm -hmm. I thought you also do event videos. And so I'm interested in terms of how these two things are the same, how they're different, and what prep you need to do, right? You talked about the love videos, what prep you need to do before you shoot frame one. You know, I used to do corporate video for a grocery company, and that was work. It was good work, but it was work. And then I filmed my first wedding in 86, 
1986, and the wedding is actually telling me how to film it. It's telling me who the characters are. It's telling me how they interact with each other. It's telling me, I mean, you can look at your client and tell what she's wearing, where she's getting married, who she interacts with, how she interacts with. Filming a wedding to me is like going to a movie and actually being in the movie. It's all happening around you 3D. And so I do whatever I can to remove myself from the process by not interacting with my clients, not getting eye contact. Uh, I want them to ignore me. Fortunately, most women ignore me anyways. But when I'm filming the wedding, uh, I'll do things like not looking while I'm filming. I've done over 2,500 weddings. I, I don't have to have my eye in the viewfinder to know what I'm getting all the time. Right. And what I really want to do is record the things they'll forget. Um, what they will focus on are the challenges of the live event, which all live events have. What I'll do is refocus that into the positive aspects. Um, the relationships they have, the hugs, the kisses, the magic moments. Um, I really want them to relive that day. So what do you know going into the wedding? Well, what I have to know is where they're going to stand. I have to have my line of sight. It is a live event. A lot of times it's in a religious uh, location, and there will be restrictions on what I can and can't do. The biggest restriction is the one-take environment, <laughs> which all my corporate friends just like shudder and they go, oh, I don't get to do that again. Um, so I have to have my line of sight, have to have my angles, but more crucial than that is my audio. Um, I have to be able to mic every single source and get it in that one take, and that's usually how we start our films when we're doing the editing, is with the emotion, most emotional voice that we have from the ceremony itself. Sometimes it's a minister's statement of purpose, sometimes it's the emotion in the bride's voice as she's saying her vows, but when somebody's watching that movie, we want to hook them right at the beginning. Um, go for that emotional impact. Norman, I know that you saw a couple of his films and, and mm -hmm. you noticed the transitions. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on that? Well, um, here's one uh, that took place at a wedding in Cancun. And what we're looking at now is uh, a pool party. And then what I notice is you get to know everybody there, you get to see they're having fun. And then at some point it transitions into the rehearsal and music changes and all kinds of other things change. So how do you shape that moment? It's, it's almost like when you're watching the film, it tells you how to do it. Um, I do like to shift audio. I like to play, like in that scene, I'm sure you hear the trumpeter blowing the horn before you ever see it. So psychologically, you're curious what's coming next. Yeah, there is a music transition at that point that really, as you tilt up to the sky, makes it makes me have a very important, what we call lean forward moment, feeling. Well, the rules of filmmaking are the same regardless of whether you're doing wedding video or corporate films. Every time there's a camera movement, there has to be a reason. So every time I bring the camera up, I've got to be showing something new. Well, there's another transition in your video, which is where the bride was getting ready, doing her preparation, and we transitioned into the wedding ceremony itself. For instance, take a look. You did something really interesting here, where that you ended, you, you had shots of the bride, and then you went to the shoes, and you, you had a lot of the objects surrounding, and then used that as a transition. So are these things you think about ahead of time? Are these things that uh, come up during the editing? And they, they're very emotional moments. 
Well, that particular wedding, I'm, I'm remembering a lot of the details now. The dress she had was a very pricey dress. I recognized the designer. I recognized the retailer from Madison Avenue in New York. So I took that dress, I hung it outside, and she's getting married on a beach in Riviera Maya, Mexico, one of the top 10 beaches in the world. There's a lot of reasons why she's picked these locations and these events and, and this dress. So we do all of that. I go from the shoes on the shutters out looking over the beach. I've got her ring rolling in, which is a very expensive ring. And then I'm trucking into the dress. Then you hear sounds from the church. Things are changing. I come from the sky down to this incredible chapel in Mexico. Um, it's an emotional roller coaster that I'm taking people on, which is why I think we like movies and TV is because it is mindless. You don't have to follow it. It leads you. Mm -hmm. You also do a lot of corporate and event videography. And there was one that we took a look at that introduced a big, fancy event, lots of furniture kind of being um, uh, on display there. And there was a whole setup that you did with lots of people there and then moved into uh, the actual speeches itself. So how much planning did you do for that? That location is called Unitsi Casa. Uh, it was a grand opening. It's an art museum that's going to be used for events and actually to sell art. So I get there two hours ahead of time. I do a quick walk through the location. I see how fabulous it is. I know what I need to show off. I knew there was $4 million worth of chandeliers in this facility, so I knew I had to focus on that. Um, and then I start putting it together. And then they put that online. We had that done two days after the event. What's the difference between doing, a, say, a standard wedding video and one where you've got to turn it around in the same day? How does that change your thinking in terms of the crafting of the story? If we're going to do a same-day edit, it's kind of misnomer because we're starting days ahead of time. We're getting the music we're going to do ahead of time. We put that on the timeline. We'll listen to the words in the song, and we'll be thinking about what images we want to go with what song, which, which, which images we want to go with which word, uh, and we'll actually put that on the timeline. This is where we're going to have a ring. This is where we're going to have a kiss. This is where we're going to have a first dance. Um, we'll build in a a music bed where we're going to put the minister's statement of purpose or where we're going to put the vows. And then we sit with our crew and we rehearse how we're going to edit this movie. And then when we're editing the movie on location, you're in the zone. You have this plan, you work the plan, and then you adapt. Um, you know, it's like doing news footage if there was only like one team. You know, you're not competing and all that. It's incredible pressure. We are so stressed when we're doing it, but the payoff is, is huge. Obviously, not everyone is going to be able to shoot $3 million events like John, but it is his attention to story details and crafting the emotional changes that keeps getting him this extraordinary work. We'll be back with a tip right after this. It's all too easy to ruin a great event video by misspelling someone's name or their title in the lower third. Have someone read and spell each and every name to you from a printed sheet as you check it out against what's on screen. Two pairs of eyes are always better than one when it comes to checking spelling. Client communication is very important when doing wedding films and other events. You're only going to get one chance at shooting each event, so the better prepared you are and the better prepared your clients are for what you'll be doing, the more successful your final project is going to be. We want to thank John Goolsby of Godfather Films for sharing his years of experience and his wisdom on shooting wedding films with us today. 
I always learn a lot talking with someone like John. And by the way, in our credits, we'll list one of his recent books, which will be useful to you as well. My name is Larry Jordan. His name is Norman Holland. And thanks for watching The Two Real Guys. Thank you.